Hi, my name is Cecilia Mandrick, and I'm a life coach. I've worked with dozens of high-achieving individuals who feel in control of every aspect of their lives except their own happiness. In this podcast, I'm helping to bring self-proclaimed overachievers the practices, mindset shifts, and actionable steps they need to build more contentment, confidence, and joy in their everyday lives. If you want to create more happiness in your life, relationships, or even just your Mondays, then you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hi, and welcome to Happiness Created, episode number 21. I'm Cecilia, your host, and today we're going to talk about celebrations or why you should be celebrating more in your life. Um, first, how's everything going? Happy Hanukkah, happy Christmas, whatever you celebrate this time of the year. If you celebrate anything, happy solstice. Um, we have, or we're planning right now because it's tomorrow, to have a little solstice celebration to appreciate the dark and moving into the light. We have a little Christmas tree in our house, which is pretty exciting. It's only a third lit, but I feel, in, in the name of celebration, I feel very happy that we have it in our house and we have some lights on it. It's really lovely to look at. Today's celebration is the topic, but it kind of falls in that broader goal setting, look back type category. So about two weeks ago, I held a webinar workshop on setting goals, which I really loved. It's something that I spend a lot of time doing each year, considering where I was at the beginning of 2022, where I am now, what my goals were, what went well, what I would do differently and connecting to my why and my goals for 2023. And maybe this is something you've never done before or where you have a really in-depth practice. Either way, it might be something that you consider at this time of the year. And if it's something you haven't done before, I'm going to have a little email series that's going to start a week from, well, the day after this comes out into your ears. So if you listen to this in real time and you want some support looking back and looking forward as you plan, Make sure you head over to my website, which is just my name, Cecilia with two E's, bmandrick.com. And make sure you get on my email list and you'll get those delivered to your inbox. So in that week between Christmas and New Year's when a lot of things don't happen, maybe you can think about what you want to happen going forward and even what has gone really well this year. So today we're going to talk about celebration. We're going to Maybe talk about why celebration may be hard for you, what it's not. Talk about what celebration actually is or how I'm using it in this space and why it's important for you, why it can be a key for creating happiness in your life. So I want to start off by saying I have not always been a celebrator. I was not naturally taught to celebrate things. I was in the camp of you're only allowed to potentially celebrate once you've reached the entire goal and definitely not along the way. Definitely don't celebrate steps along the way. And even once you've reached the final goal, you might not want to celebrate too much because there's probably a bigger goal that you should be working towards. So that's where I was as a person. So this is something that I've worked towards. And I'm saying that because if you're not someone who naturally celebrates, it can be something that you learn. Our brains are adaptable and they learn things all the time. And if you ask your brain to learn to celebrate, it will do it more naturally. So if this feels awkward or weird at first, that's okay. Maybe acknowledge the thoughts that are causing it to feel awkward or weird and then start working towards celebrations. Okay. So celebrations can also, especially in 
self-development can be used as sort of a way to gaslight ourselves, to stay in that happy, positive emotion space and not work through what might not be working. So that's not what I'm suggesting here. In fact, I will say flat out that life is 50-50. So there are good days and bad days. There are hard things and really amazing parts to it. And if you have a goal, there it's almost impossible to reach any major goal without stumbling along the way, without having tough days, without having hard emotions, without having thoughts that block you in some way, without feeling like you're failing, or maybe not feeling like you're failing, but noticing some failures, noticing things that aren't going as planned. And so when you expect that and you don't hide those feelings or sweep them under the rug, you can actually grow from them. You can understand what's happening and you can increase your capacity to be with those hard emotions. You can recognize what potentially needs work. So that's doing the evaluations and lookbacks, but doing those evaluations and lookbacks from a space of celebration and growth, which is what we're talking about today, versus from a place of shame and I need to be better, I need to be a better human being and then this goal will be easier are very different things and that's not what I'm suggesting you use celebrations for. And then as I sort of mentioned first, celebrations can feel dishonest to many people. You might have been taught that it was only okay to celebrate every once everything was complete, under budget, had a schedule, 110%. As I sort of mentioned, that's where I was and even then, maybe you don't celebrate because there's a bigger goal. So maybe you don't celebrate getting an A in that class because you haven't gotten the degree yet. So picking or looking at the growth along the way kind of feels like maybe you're deluding yourself or you're living in la-la land. Okay, so that's maybe why celebrations might not be hard or might not be a part of your life right now. You might even come up with some more reasons, but that's kind of what I had. So what is a celebration? If you Google it, they say the first definition is, acknowledge, and then in parentheses, a significant or happy day or event with a social gathering or enjoyable activity. So I kind of like that, acknowledging a significant event with an enjoyable activity. Maybe take away significant because it perhaps doesn't need to be a significant, but acknowledge perhaps growth. So I'm going to shift it a little bit. And in this episode and in my work, the definition is closer to it's a moment of acknowledgement that's filled with gratitude, joy, even excitement recognize where you are today and where you've come from. And it's important the where you are and where you've come from rather than looking to where you are not yet. So you recognize where you are, you're being honest about it. So maybe you haven't finished the entire goal, but you're still choosing to celebrate in that moment. So you're choosing to acknowledge where you are in relation to where you are going and where you've come from. And allowing joy, gratitude, excitement, whatever emotion, maybe pride, that feels kind of true to you in that moment and recognizing the thoughts that can start to create this. So you don't need to be at an end to celebrate. A celebration can even acknowledge where you are in the path to the goal because it recognizes movement. So it's that it's there's a directionality to it. It's almost like a vector, right? You've made progress along that towards your goal. We're often only trained to celebrate the end of a goal once we've reached the summit. So you've climbed the mountain. But if you think about climbing a mountain, if you use that, there's so many steps between you and the summit, unless it's a little ant mountain that you're climbing up. 
So if you're working on bigger goals as a person, so maybe that's, you know, I work with people on usually bigger goals. That's why they come to me. So finding a partner, changing your relationship patterns in a partnership, changing careers or jobs, losing weight, changing how you relate to your body and food, changing drinking patterns, um, anything like that, feeling better in your life when you haven't felt better, good in your life for a while. And part of those of reaching those goals is working with your brain. And working with your brain means acknowledging the steps on the way to the summit. So generally, your brain is trained to see what isn't working, what isn't going well, and all the ways that you're failing. This is entirely normal and natural. It's why your ancestors continued to live and why you're here today. And this way of thinking might not be serving you right now and helping you reach what you want to reach. So if you take 100 steps up the mountain and you're only focusing on the million that you have left there's a good chance you might stop. You might say, I can't do this. The first hundred were too hard. It's not possible. Might as well turn back now. But if you take those 100 steps and focus on the completing, the completion of those 100 steps, celebrating yourself there, even knowing that there are more, more, you're in a different headspace, a different belief space to actually go forwards, to actually reach the summit. That's why I believe that you should celebrate early and often. Because it supports you. It works with your brain to create those beliefs so that you keep going, so that your big goal is achievable within your own brain. Your brain just doesn't tell you to stop because it's scary, because it's too big. And this comes up a lot, the rewiring of your brain. So training it to do something else. It comes up, as I said, like in almost every episode, your brain can learn to shift its behavior. It can learn new tricks what your brain recognizes and what it pays attention to and what you do with that attention when you have intention, then you shift your experience of life. So I'm going to say that again. So your brain right now is just focusing on whatever it's been trained to focus on. And that might be how you failed in the past, how this goal is too hard, but you can with intention shift what your brain focuses on and what it pays attention to. And when you do that, you shift your experience of life. It's one of the biggest things that we do in coaching is looking not at the truth that your brain is regularly reporting to you, but at other truths that might be available that change how you view yourself, how you view your goal, how you view the world. And this is also one of the practices of a gratitude practice. When you ask your brain to look at things that you're grateful for, day after day, you know, so for 30 days or for two weeks or whatever it is, your brain naturally starts to get better at seeing things that it's grateful for. So the first couple of days, it might feel really awkward. It might feel very weird, but on day 22, all of a sudden your brain is very experienced or it's getting more experienced. It's growing its muscle at looking for things it's grateful for. And so then suddenly it's a lot easier to come up with the three things that you're grateful for. Your brain naturally looks around and says, wow, I'm grateful for this chair that I get to sit on on my uh, my balcony or my deck and watch the sunrise. My I'm thankful for the, the warm food that I get to eat at night. So if we bring this back to goals, when you only let yourself enjoy the destination, you're ignoring the entire journey and you miss out on all of the amazing points of interest along the way. So to use another Another analogy is it's like taking a cross-country road trip and only looking at the yellow and white lines on the road and you get to where you're going and the coast is amazing, but you missed everything along the way. And if you miss everything along the way, you might actually be less likely to keep going. 
we want to take it to one other space, one other analogy, so maybe that one of these will resonate with you more than the other, is if you're getting a degree and you only let yourself celebrate the end and you're not allowed to celebrate anything in between. So you could celebrate each credit, each class that you complete, or even each credit, or you could celebrate all the things that got to each credit. And I'm going to sort of try to make, well, I am going to try to make the case that if you celebrate all the things that helped you complete each credit, you're more likely to get the degree and you're more likely to feel how you want to feel when you get the degree than if you only let yourself celebrate the degree. Because each little change you make in your life is notable. Every time you redirect your brain with intention to do something else, you are making little changes, incremental changes that lead to big changes. We all know that big changes and accomplishments are made up of lots of little accomplishments or maybe, you know, 10 accomplishments, but we discount those. So one of the things I love about this practice of celebration is that it can break big goals into smaller chunks and these smaller chunks often feel more accessible. And when you practice celebrating those smaller chunks, those smaller pieces along the way, you're often more likely to keep moving towards your bigger goal that might have otherwise felt inaccessible. So your brain discounts the little steps that you're taking up the mountain, and it says those million steps are too many. So you're in this place where, okay, the first steps aren't important enough, so I won't do them, but I can't do the big one because it's too big. And when you get into this practice of celebrating, suddenly those little steps that felt so inconsequential, they, you recognize that they are contributing, not just in an intellectual way, but in a real way to the goal you want to accomplish. Maybe your brain does this thing where if you set a goal, like maybe starting a business or spending more time on creative projects, before you even start, we let our brain go into worry space and you realize that you can't solve for a problem that's 20 steps away. So your brain says, why even start? And you're like, that's a really good point, brain. Let's not. Let's just stick where we are. This practice also helps kind of work with that. So that worry space, that 20 steps away, stops you from making life-changing decisions and doing the things you want to do in life. When you practice the incremental accomplishments, when you practice celebrating those, suddenly taking the first step can feel safer in your brain. And safety, like any other feeling, is a feeling that we create with our thoughts. When we say that this first step matters and that we're able to do it, we're more likely to do it. Okay, so how does this relate to happiness? Because that's maybe why you're listening to me today. If you remember way back to episode one, we talked about eudaimonic happiness and the steadfast contentment that we're all sort of looking for, or that if you're listening to this, you might be looking for. And it comes with growth and self-actualization. So working towards things that matter. When you learn to celebrate incremental accomplishments, you're more likely to work towards those growth goals and have that steadfast contentment, cultivate that steadfast contentment on the way there. You start feeling how you think you'll feel at the end of an accomplishment along the way. And this is so powerful because really the only reason you ever set any goal is because you're going to think you think that you're going to feel a certain way at the end. But the thing is, unless you're practicing feel, feeling that way along the journey to the goal, you don't feel that way because we feel at the end how we did along the journey. Right? So you feel at the destination how you felt along the journey. So if you're shaming yourself or you're making yourself feel bad or unworthy, unlovable, unfulfilled along the way, 
you're never going to get to the end and feel content. You're not going to feel amazing. You might have a few moments of elation, but then it goes, your brain goes right back to how you've trained it. So if you start celebrating yourself on the way to a goal and creating feelings of accomplishment, feelings of worthiness, feeling of however you think you're going to feel at the end, you're actually training your brain along the way. So the journey feels different and the destination feels different. Celebrating and acknowledging what you do periodically, so weekly or daily, supports your brain in creating thoughts and beliefs that lead to contentment and create the actions from that belief for further success. So you can define success however you want to, but if you get in this belief space, you're more likely to continue moving forward with your goal and you're more likely to feel great while you're doing it, even on the hard days, even when tough things come up. It creates resilience or emotional resilience in your brain. Another reason that this is important is our brains are amazing at discounting what we've accomplished. So especially if you're a raised female, for whatever reason, this is imposter syndrome is more likely. So for instance, you've lost 10 pounds, but your brain says, yeah, but that was water weight and 10 is nothing. I want to lose 100. Or you wrote 10 pages, but your brain says, yeah, but the book is 300 and I'm not a real writer until I'm published. So it discounts what we've done, which puts us in a space of usually discouragement and we're less likely to keep going. Those are thoughts that have been trained and they'll keep you in a scarcity space until you reach the goal. And just as said, you won't feel like a writer after you're published if you're telling yourself along the way that you're not a writer until you are published. So, for, so you won't actually feel like a writer when you're there if you're not allowing yourself to feel like a writer along the way. Self-actualization, growth, and contentment, that feeling of grounded confidence follows beliefs, not accomplishments. Celebrating the steps supports growth of the belief, so it supports the self-actualization and contentment. So working from belief is very important for not only feeling how you want to feel along the way, but actually reaching the goal. I'm going to give you an example of how I haven't done this in my own life. Um, very recently. So as I mentioned, I'm not a celebrator by nature. My family is not a celebratory family, but it's something I've learned to do. And it's really shifted how I view myself and my growth along the way. So this year I had a goal of supporting 25 one-to-one clients in my coaching business. And this was a number that felt a little bit of a stretch, but felt doable given that I was pregnant at the beginning of the year, given where I was in my business, et cetera. So it felt a little bit scary, a little bit like I would have to stretch to get there. It was actually a goal. It wasn't just a foregone conclusion, but it felt doable. I'm invested in this goal for lots of reasons, which I won't get into here, but it's very important to me. And the why behind it is really important. It's something I really wanted to do, even with the pregnancy, even with where we were with house renovations, et cetera. So past Cecilia would have only been able to celebrate once 25 people had had their first session. And I would have spent the entire year telling myself I was an entire, I was a complete failure because I wasn't there yet. I would say I wasn't a real coach. No one wants to work with me. This isn't a real business. I'm, you know, I would have beat myself up over and over again. It's hard for me to even access that right now because it's so far away from what I do. But instead of keeping myself in the scarcity of you're not a success until the goal is completed, I celebrated each new contact that I had with a person. I celebrated each new client and I acknowledged all of these contacts, all of the people signing along the way as evidence of progress towards my goal. 
because they are. If you think about it, you can't get to the top of the mountain without taking all of the 1 million steps, right? I can't get to 25 clients without signing client number one and client number seven and client number 23. So it's actually, there is some truth to acknowledging the steps along the way, right? Not saying, oh, I'm finished, I can stop working, but saying, wow, look how far I've come. This is proof that what I'm doing is working. I allowed and encouraged myself to celebrate alone with my partner, with a few friends. And I lived in these feelings of feeling proud and excited for myself, which led to a whole different set of actions and results than if I'd spent the year feeling defeated. And in fact, allowed me to reach my goal of 25 clients. Along the way, I was training my brain to feel accomplished and content before reaching my goal. It helped me to see all of the different progress that was working and all of the places that I wanted to shift my efforts. So that's another interesting thing about this celebration is when you're true in the celebration, you can say, wow, this feels great. And here are some places where I think that I can shift, but it's from a positive place rather than a place of shaming, which creates entirely different actions and different results. And I'm going to have an aside here because I know that there's some of you out there saying, well, if I celebrate along the way, I won't actually keep working on my goal. I won't keep walking up the mountain. And that's because we've been taught that growth only comes from shame and from putting yourself down. So I feel you. I was there. And I'm going to tell you that it's not true. For those of you, I want you to consider how you act when you feel proud of yourself and how you act when you feel disappointed in yourself. Just, just kind of acknowledge how those actions are different, how you show up for yourself when you feel proud versus how you feel up, show up when you feel disappointed. Which one of those feelings, which one of those action lists leads you to working towards the goal quicker and feeling better along the way? Because remember, you're training your brain on how you're going to feel at the end. If you want to feel disappointed in your goal at the end, then go ahead and keep shaming yourself. But if you'd like to feel proud, if you'd like to feel like you're a writer, that you're accomplished, that you're a mountain climber, then start creating those feelings now. For me, the result with my goal is that I worked in a much different manner than I would have if I had been postponing celebration to the end. So I actually worked towards it. Old me would have said... I could have had 25 clients this year, but I would still be working a 40 hour week gig. So I'd be so scared of the failing because I'd make it such a big deal that I wouldn't even take the first steps. And I think that might be where a lot of you are too. So what can you do right now? What can you do towards working towards this happiness of contentment and growth and self-actualization with celebration? So recognize a goal that you have, and it could be anything from leaving dirty dishes in the sink to prioritize creative projects at night, to running a marathon, to getting 25 clients. You get to pick your goal. You get to make sure it's a goal that you love your why for it. And each day or each week, notice how you're growing into that goal. Challenge your brain to find at least one thing each day or a few things each week that signify growth. Maybe it's that you spent 20 minutes quilting instead of thinking about quilting and sweeping instead. Maybe it's that you contacted five new potential clients. Maybe it's that you went to the running store to get new running shoes and allow yourself to celebrate those moments. Be in the pride, in the joy, in the gratitude, in the excitement. Acknowledge what you've done and acknowledge where you are on the journey. It's totally okay to say this is the first step or this is the 20th step or wherever it is. Recognize that you've taken steps up the mountain. 
build your belief one step at a time. Look for the evidence as you build your belief and you'll keep creating happiness right along with achieving your goal. Okay, that's celebrations. I can't wait to hear what you're celebrating. So if you've listened to this and you like it and you want to share a celebration, feel free to send me an email or comment on Instagram. If you follow me there, you should be following me there if you're not. And thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being part of my 2022. And I will see you next year. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you're looking for another way to bring a little bit of joy into your life, I have just the thing for you. My Feel Your Feelings mini course is designed to help you develop emotional literacy and increase your emotional resilience. It's totally free and available for you by going to Cecilia, that's C-E-C-E-L-I-A-B, Mandrick, M-A-N-D-R-Y-K.com forward slash free training. I just know you're going to love it. We'll see you back here next week on Happiness Created. See you then. Here's a quick reminder to follow this podcast so you can get your weekly dose of happy delivered right to the top of your favorite podcast app. All you need to do is open the Apple Podcast or Spotify app on your phone, search for Happiness Created, click on the show and hit the little plus sign or follow button in the upper right corner. I'll meet you back here next week.